I got there at 10 o'clock for the start of a meeting, this in this particular case, the, the Board of Public Works meeting, the vast majority of you, 98-ish percent, 99 something, point something percent, will never attend a public works meeting. And it's okay. You shouldn't, really. Uh, unless you, you know, unless you got something going on that they're, that they're considering, which is why when I got there and there was about two dozen middle schoolers there, I was thinking, man, this is pretty cool. Cause this will be the one and only time they ever go to a public works meeting. But, uh, with the reason that they were there, these middle schoolers, as I, I, I actually guessed as soon as I walked, I, as soon as I looked in the door and they'd taken all the chairs too, which is another thing. They took all the chairs. Uh, the reason that they were there was to convince the board of public works in the lacrosse city hall today, the two, uh, to, uh, uh, do essentially what they had pledged to do in August, and that is to uh, install proper traffic controls to uh, create some safety zones around Longfellow Middle School on the south side of La Crosse. And we talked about this way back then, and there were some issues, uh, and, and I think this is getting increased. I think it's I think it's getting worse. It sounds like it's getting worse, but you have these situations where people are driving, flying, not just driving, but flying in a driving kind of way, past Longfellow Middle School, and it's causing all sorts of safety concerns for parents and teachers and students alike. And so they've been working on this project for uh, three months to come up with the students now. The students have been doing this part of a class project or something. Man, kids do some stuff now. But uh, they've been working on this class project for the last three months to uh, uh, identify some, um, well, just they're, they're doing research to quantify uh, the uh, the amount of traffic that's around the school and to look and analyze what that traffic is doing around the school and how this impacting safety and all that kind of stuff. So these kids, they come to City Hall today. They're on the agenda. They come to City Hall today, and they're like, hey, man, put some stop signs up by our damn school. No, they didn't say it like that, but you know what I'm saying? They said, put some stop signs up at our school. Yo. And they gave all these great reasons, and it was there was a lot. They'd, they'd, done, uh, um, they'd done some um, survey work. They'd done some... Uh, like I said, quantitative analysis. They'd done some tests, um, you know, putting a, a police squad car out on a Denton or Redfield or one of the streets and then seeing if that slowed traffic. They'd done all this work at, just to try to get City Hall to take their concerns seriously. And it worked. It worked. And it was pretty cool. And I just, I have to admit, man, whenever whenever I see something like that, it makes me feel hopeful and positive about the future of our younger generations and their willingness to uh, to advocate for themselves and for others. It was really, really neat. All right, 608-785-7904. Rick Solom. And I think only like seven kids got hit by cars as part of that research where they dart out into traffic to Just see to if test the cars if they are going to you know, hit them or not. Yeah, and, and actually, and, and they were pretty open about this, that there hasn't been, they had not found any... Uh, pedestrian accidents, car pedestrian accidents there in the last several years. Um, but it is, it, and I think this is Until more of a... Until those seven that they did during the right. research. It, it was more of a, I think a... Anecdotally, anecdotally, they were finding that more and more people were buried in, in their phones driving down, the, driving down the street around the school. And that as that increases, the likelihood of there actually being a kid who gets run over by a car increases as well. What if we just put like paintball guns by each of the crosswalks? So when the kids walk across, instead of having flags, they have paintball guns. They can shoot the cars to get their attention. I love that. I think that's great. And then, I think it'd be a really, really good idea. Yeah, the cars would be like, oh, hey, because they're not going to see a flag anymore because they're buried in their phones. So yeah. you know, some paint hits the windshield, and they're likely to look up. I yes, yes. And then you just windshield like wiper, that. you know, wash it off. No problem. Paint doesn't stay on. No. It just it, it just grabs your attention. It grabs your attention. I like that. I think it's an okay thing. It's really startling too when there's a paintball that whacks your. Yeah, you, know, you see a kid there standing there aiming at your car. You're like, whoa! <laughs> you swerve <laughs> out of the way. Probably, I don't know. Maybe you maybe you don't slow down. Maybe you speed up. Yeah, uh, it could be unintended consequences there. Yeah, apparently they're having some real problems around there. Just people just not paying attention, driving fast. Um, Is this fake news, though? If there's no accidents with pedestrians, then it sounds like everyone's fine and dandy. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Why don't we get rid of all? We'll get rid of all the step signs. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's careful over there. Right. So what they've – and one of the things that they they, uh, measured was through survey, which is – Scientific to a certain extent, but through survey, they identified that uh, 72% of their seventh grade class 
had reported having some situation in which they felt, you know, at least they it was maybe not a close call, but in, in some way threatened by uh, by traffic around the school. Now, was there a kid out there on a summer day, maybe not a summer day, like a fall day in a lawn chair holding a radar gun just to see how fast cars were going to? I don't know if they did the radar gun thing. That's a really no. good question. I would I should have asked that question of them. Yeah, because that would be super fun for kids to do too. Like oh just yeah, to, no, I mean, absolutely. It's something they totally could do. Yeah, you sitting out there under an umbrella with your lemonade and just like getting cars as they go by. That'd be great. Got their aviator goggles and yeah, glasses, their on. Aviator glasses on. One kid's shooting the radar gun, and the other kid's jotting down how fast yeah. cars are going. And their license plate number. <laughs> totally reasonable. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. If I could just ask for a couple of things, one of those things is you just put down your damn phones. As I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times I have to ask for that. I mean, if I keep asking forever, I guess. Please just don't, don't, don't watch. Wait on the cat video. Until you get home. Just do that. So whatever it is that your friend just posted on Instagram, that can wait. That can wait. Um, so that and slow down by schools. If you could just do that, that would also be great. Don't go through stop signs. I mean, don't not stop at stop signs. That's what I'm asking. Put down your phones and do that. I don't know. That's not too hard. That's not too much to ask, I don't think. Do we really even need roads around schools? Like, let's just block off the roads. Oh, now we're talking. Instead of having a stop sign at like what seven fifteen roadblocks around that okay. area, all right. All right. take the roadblocks down after school's out or after school is in session or yeah. whatever, and then at two fifty roadblocks, hmm. just to like a shut them like down, a block out, shut them down. I like it. How much does that cost? Oh, nothing. Some and barricades. We'll, we'll put the barricades out there and make the kids, the first kids out there, carry them out to the carry road. Out the, carry the barricades out. You know, I think they do that at, uh, what is that, Blessed Sacrament. Make uh, the kids do it, though? Well, I think, take, I, have, I think the kids take the barricades out and put them in the street. And they do it, I want to say during, when they have recess. I think they have, when they have recess outside. Yeah. They they put barricade because they're right, you know, they don't have a, they don't have a yard or anything. They just right. have like a parking lot to play in. Mm-hmm. Um. And they block off uh, King Street for a block between right. West Avenue and 24th. And, and if you kick the ball over the barricade, home run. If it bounces yep. over, double. Yep. Yep. That's a double. If it goes into West Avenue, it's I don't, I foul. I it's think. your I life. Yeah. Go get the yeah, ball. You got to go get the ball. There's only They only have so many kickballs at Blessed Sacrament. So those things are precious. <laughs> <laughs> so they just they go out and they just go get them. Yeah, those, those, those kickballs have got to last Blessed Sacrament for like the next 20 years. So they, they make sure that it, they retrieve them. Is it ironic that, okay, so around Longfellow, they, they're talking about putting bump outs, right? Like yeah, they're still, that that's still what they're going to do, yes. And then bump uh, bike lane situation there? Because cause the irony at the public Board of Public Works meeting is we're talking about like we don't, well, they're not, they're not actually, but I'm sure maybe people were complaining the bump outs on Cat yeah. Street yep. are ridiculous yep. and make it a hazard for bikers. Meanwhile, on Longfellow, we want more bump outs. So, all right. Well, so some people think the bump outs are ridiculous. Others do not. And a revelation about those bike lanes. I'll have that when we come back. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. All right. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. If you'd like to use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914 is is, uh, that number, 785-7914. You can call in or text in on that number. Either way, you get in on the program. Rick and I off the air were just having a a, a car discussion. I think we just, just turned this into a car program. For this evening, that are we? Is that? I mean, we could. I mean, we were just kind of talking about cars, but I mean, I still kind of need a car eventually. Okay, all right. Well, we haven't. It's this, but I'm not going to get a sixty thousand dollar full size pickup. Right your your search for a car has been going on now for two months. Yeah, it'll probably go on for a year. Okay. Yeah, I don't. We we were going through the list of least required uh, options for sixty thousand dollar pickup trucks. And you you were saying lighted cup holders yep, is definitely four platinum lighted cup holders you, real nice. You can't. It's hard to do without that for some. Because if you're you know it's it's dark and you're driving and you've got your beer and you don't you don't want to spill it in your in your sixty thousand well, dollar truck. It works so you both need, ways when you need to put your beer down. Yeah, and when you're reaching for your beer, right? You don't want to hit the side of it and dump right. it on yeah, your no. fuck your uh, sixty five thousand dollar leather seats in your right. truck, right? Yeah, so the um that well, let's do 
We, um, we, uh, yeah. So the lighted cup holders show you the way. They bring you home, as it were. So there's that, and then there's the little mini ladder that comes out. I'm trying to think. Um, what about heads-up display? Do those the trucks have those? Because that's utterly useless. Heads-up so display, you know the thing. Speed limit is, so the speed limit is flashed on your windshield. Oh, on the windshield. Right? I think that's called a heads-up Yeah, I think display. so. So are there trucks that have those? So my eyes can't go down one, what, one inch to see how, how fast I'm going? How, how about heated, heated steering wheels? Are heated steering wheels a necessity for a pickup truck? No, you like that's anti pickup truck. Like if you're if you need a heating, then get a minivan. Get a like, minivan. Um, even heated cooled seats. Heated seats are kind of nice, but you don't think cooled seats? I mean, I know, I know we're not really into necessity here, but cooled seats are like if you're if you're on the road. So if you're on the road, they're more of a necessity than heated seats, right? Ooh, because you can't even sit on a hot seat. Like if it's a summer day, you're not sitting down on, and you got shorts on. You're not uh, sitting on that yeah, seat. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the cooled seats, if you are on the road for long periods of time, the cooled seats help mitigate some of that, uh, some of that, uh, you know, quiet, that, 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 that exhaustion, I guess. So I go, I think that cooled seat, uh, cooled seats, I can make an argument for. You've never had cooled seats? Never had. I've never had cooled seats. I've had heated seats. I thought the first time I rode in something with heated seats, I, I, it, well, first of all, it it was made no sense because it was in Louisiana, but, um, I thought it was the neatest thing. I didn't realize that that even existed, and it did, and I was riding in it. But now I, I, I really do like my heated seats. But eventually it's too hot. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. No. Like, should I turn them off? I have this luxury, though. Yeah. I'll Probably just go to work it. sweaty. Yeah. And then Yeah, <laughs> go to work sweaty. If you are heading for an early morning workout, doesn't matter what time of year it is, you turn on those heated seats and they help you warm up no, a little bit. you don't bit. turn the heated seats on when it's 95 degrees out. Yes, you do. No, yeah, they're already no, you 95 do. degrees. No, you, you turn them on. I'm talking early morning. I'm not talking middle of the day when you wake up. Early morning. Nah. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Uh, so along, I was talking before about the, the kids from Longfellow Middle School that showed up at La Crosse City Hall this morning to convince the Board of Public Works to please put up some stop signs around their school so that they live to see high school. Uh, the Board of Public Works relented. They will actually, they have agreed to fund the signs that the kids want in order to try to make that uh, uh, area around Longfellow Middle School a little safer. They've also agreed to some additional bump outs around, around Longfellow Middle School. And as it turns out, not everybody uh, dislikes bump outs. There are some people who are fans of them. So I'll have more on that here in just a minute. In the meantime, let's go to Fred. Fred, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks so much. See, um, what I, you know, I think we could put all the stop signs up and stuff like that in crosswalks, but I think it, it's all down to personal responsibility where, you know, it's definitely wrong to sit there and text and be on the phone all the time. But, you know, kids are running out in the streets and even just like the, people don't even look both ways even cross the street anymore because you know they're just think everybody's gonna sit there and watch and look out for them which is which is i think is wrong because when we were going to school years ago we were always told look both ways what's going on and be careful and just don't trust whoever's on the road yeah you know yep no and that's reasonable just now I think that what we are seeing with increasing regularity is that there is really a, a growing level of 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 un, uh, a growing lack of concern about what's happening out outside. Really, people are getting incredibly distracted by their phones. Is really what it comes down to. So even if well, you are if you're at a, if you're crossing in a four way, adult, even adults are are walking across the street. Oh, I see it. Looking. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Like, they, okay, yep, you know. Yep, I mean, I know. So, Stupid. I mean, just like uh, probably about six months ago, down going down Green Bay Street, this one kid jumped out right out in front of me. If I would have hit him, for God's sakes, it wouldn't have been good because right. I had a plow on. You know, wow. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. I was just keeping an eye out. He just sure. started darting sure. right yep. out. Right. You know, and is that which is the is the it, bigger problem? Is the bigger problem is that because I feel like kids have always jumped out into traffic, but are, is the bigger problem that you have pe- that the people that are walking out into traffic, or is the bigger problem that there are not you but other people who are paying more attention to their phones than they are to driving? That and and you know we get it works both ways to where 
you know, get off your, your phones and your whatever you're on while you're driving because that's a personal responsibility in itself. Sure. And to where, you know, everybody's got a responsibility. I mean, I don't care if there's stop signs or, or crossing guards and stuff like that. There's always going to need somebody, you know, just not thinking, and all of a sudden they're going to plow through something. You know, mm-hmm. sit on that stupid crosswalk and just take your time. I know you don't, a lot of kids don't, but, you know, and, and even adults jump out, you know, just not thinking because they think the whole world revolves around them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I got don't you. Don't take long. I mean, you're going to end up in the hospital or wherever mm-hmm. for six months for sitting there being stupid. Yeah, right. You know? It- a little, a little more awareness would go a long ways, Fred. I hear you. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. So bump outs are one method that the city of Lacrosse is considering to use as a way to calm traffic around Longfellow Middle School. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, as as often, uh, you know, bump outs are criticized. But I, I talked with someone today. We were talking about Castry, the reconstructed area of Castry. Castry, where the bump outs are, they go the, from West Avenue to 7th Street. And uh, there was a lot of talk at uh, this meeting that I was at today in La Crosse City Hall about uh, how uh, the, those, the designers and whatnot, have had been criticized vocally and frequently about that redesign. And, um, and it was interesting because there was, there was also there was a considerable lack of willingness to take responsibility for that. And the the traffic engineer was in at that meeting and essentially said, you know, we we went through the process and everybody was able to uh you know weigh in on it. What? <laughs> that was essentially it. Yeah, so whatever. Interesting. That was an interesting thing. It's as if kind of like it was it was totally it was completely justifiable to have a an utter lack of accountability. You guys approved it. What? That was essentially the message from the traffic engineer to the Board of Public Works. Hey, you guys approved this. What? All right, 608-785-7914-785-7914. Eric. Yay. Eric from Sparta. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I go to Fort McQuay quite a bit. I, I like to ride out there and look at the lakes and the, the deer and the bears and stuff out there and stuff and the GIs and stuff. I tell you, the first thing you ran that fort, federal fort, no cell phone use in traffic. I think that should apply to bicycles also. Thank you. Yep. 608-785-7914. This is Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for being here. Glad you're riding along with me here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. I was in La Crosse City Hall today. A bunch of middle school students from Longfellow Middle School in La Crosse were there and advocating for themselves and for future generations of, well, middle school students uh, in relation to traffic safety around the school and convincing the uh, the the um, uh, the Board of uh, Public Works that they needed to get off their duffs and put some stop signs around uh, around the school, which I think is what they promised to do back in August and just never got around to it. Or maybe I misinterpreted what was actually supposed to happen. Eh, probably that. At any rate, so they're they're putting up some stop signs and some crosswalk signs, going to paint some crosswalks, and then are going to install some bump outs at some point as well. Those have all been funded. Not everyone loves bump outs. Some people really, really do. I was talking to a woman from the Wisconsin Bicycle Federation today who was talking about, I think it's called the Wisconsin Bike Fed. I think they've shortened it to make it Less of a mouthful. And she is all about the bump outs. Got to have the bump outs. Bump outs, narrow traffic, slows down traffic. If you have any doubt about that, by the way, try to get down Cass Street at more than 25 miles an hour where those bump outs are. It, it has to, you have to challenge yourself because people are actually going a lot slower now. Uh, so, yeah, some people think they're great. 608-785-7914. Same woman gave me some information about the bike lanes on the very same street, which will probably surprise you we'll get to that in just a minute we've got paul on the line paul thanks for waiting go ahead you're on hi thanks yes sir uh, i don't like the idea of bump outs on on denton street first of all i, I live on denton not far from uh the school okay and there the traffic is not that bad the, the worst the, tra- the only time the traffic is really bad 
it's when people when all the parents are there to pick up or drop off their children uh and that's not going to be helped by a bunch of bump outs that's not going to be helped by anything that they're planning to do Wait, there so you're saying that so you're saying the seventh graders are what inaccurate or dishonest well they've probably got it fed to them that they uh that it, there's too much traffic too fast to traffic and they think well then it must be the case because okay. <clears throat> that's what our teacher said or that's what the, someone else said okay uh, but i i don't think it's I don't think that people are going that fast. Most people are slowing down to drop off children or pick them up when there's a lot of traffic. Mm. All right. Huh. And the bump outs are bad news because, uh, well, Denton is thin and narrow enough as it is. Then you put in bump outs, and then you put in some ice, and, the, yeah, people are going to be creeping along on on Denton Street. Okay, isn't that is that is that a bad thing? I mean, if you're living on Denton, don't you want people to drive less less fast? I would like to be able to go 20 miles an hour at least. All right, okay. And you think it would try th- traffic would slow to less than 20? Uh, probably yeah. when the, during the winter when it's well, if it's I, icy I just, and snowy, do you want to be driving more than 20 miles an hour down Denton Street? No, not okay. when there's snow. All right, but yeah. when there's ice that's stuck up against the bump outs and making the uh, street even narrower, mm-hmm. that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, normal winter driving. That's just making the road narrower. Yeah, okay. And I, I think it's going to be more challenging to make it through there when there's traffic going both ways. I, again, I guess, uh, I'm just going to ask you, Paul, do you, I mean, I don't know if you're hearing yourself, but you're arguing for a slower street that you yourself live on. Most people want to live on a street where traffic goes slower instead of going faster. And you're making the argument against that. I'm, I don't want it faster, but I don't want it, you know, uh, I don't want it 20 miles an hour or, okay. or less when, when the road surface is fine. All right. I got you. Well, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608 If you'd like to join us here on the air, uh, 785-794-TM. I am frankly unconvinced that bump outs get people across a street any safer only because I, I, I haven't, I haven't myself looked at the research that says that, but I'm told it exists. So all I gotta do is go look at it. Um, as a traffic calming device, it does work. I've witnessed it. Really, it's pretty amazing. Not necessarily in a, wow, this is great way, but more in a, wow, that actually works. Traffic is incredibly slower on uh, Cass Street, the reconstructed Cass Street in La Crosse from West Avenue to 7th. Just go down it once in a while. You'll see it's, it's, it is absolutely amazing. People were hauling butt down there before, and now they can't or won't or something or psychologically impossible they they can't get past the psychological barrier of going 27 miles an hour it is a significant change it really is i mean really if that's the case and i know paul is arguing for his street to be faster or something but if you really can slow traffic to the extent that has happened on 7th on that stretch between 7th street the roundabout and west avenue on cast street if you really can do that would you not just want bump outs in various places where, wherever it is you live? Would that not wouldn't that not be better for your residential neighborhood if you have places where traffic is slower going down your street? Would you prefer that or would you prefer people just hightail it down your street? What would be better? If they actually do work, if the bump outs, the much maligned and ridiculed bump outs actually slow traffic on residential streets. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, they add some dollars to the inter- the cost of redoing an intersection. But if they do what they're supposed to do, why are they bad? Why would you not want them? Let's answer that question. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Paul said traffic would be too slow. It's going to slow up too much. But for those of you, and I, I remember this feeling where you're out in the yard playing with your kids and then somebody's hauling tail down your block, and you you get a little bit angry, right? What if you could limit that? And what if those bump outs actually work to do that? What do you think? 608-785-7914-785-7914. So along with this conversation was the bit, um, well, first of all, let me see. um, 
In relation to Longfellow Middle School, this listener on the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, which is 608-785-7914, says the easy solution to Longfellow traffic problem, place radar-patrolled signs on Boulevard. Enough said. I don't think that. It could. They, those, I think, also slow traffic. Uh, this listener says the city likes finding ways to make money, put a squad car there and write tickets because if children are present, it's only 15 miles an hour. Big money maker. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, school zones are in effect for various uh, certain times of the day, I think. I don't believe a school zone is... I gotta look that up because I don't think school zones are in, in effect. Yeah, I guess you'd have to... You would have to enforce that during the school zone times. Johnny says pedestrians looking at phones are also often obliv- oblivious to other pedestrians and car traffic around them. Yeah, we talked about pedestrians are people on um, people uh, driving and their phones and being distracted, not paying attention to, uh, to kids in the area. Uh, when I was a kid, we had real human crossing guards. They had that in lacrosse uh, as well, uh, but they um, decided that it, it you know it wasn't worth. Uh, saving children's lives to keep them. So um, the police uh, department decided to get rid of them. I'm kidding. That's not what happened. It's not what happened. All right, let's move on. We got, uh, let's see, let's go to Joe. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, what do you need to be going 40 miles an hour down Denton Street for anyway? Yeah. Well, that's an actual, that's actually a pretty good question. Denton Street. Yeah. Well, what, what's happening? What's happening, Joe? What's happening is that there. What the theory is is that it's those two streets, Redfield and Denton, are being used as like a bypass for uh, Green Bay Street, which tends to get a little bit crowded in the uh, early morning and late afternoon. So I think what okay. what the sense is is that people are using that as just kind of a direct shot from like the Village Shopping Center, West Avenue, down to you know Gunderson or something like that, or. Or, um, you know, that's, that's the working theory anyway, that people are just are using that because it's, it's quicker and, and, uh, and there aren't as many traffic controls. Well, instead of putting in all these traffic controls, which I get will work up to a point, but yep. isn't there a balance? I mean, at some point, we need some east-west, north-south thoroughfares. I mean, we can, might as well just block off all side streets to cars, you know, if, you don't, if, if that's where we're going. Why not put in a couple of streets that say, hey, this is not a pedestrian street. This is not a uh, bike riding street. And, and not that it's an 80-mile-an-hour road, but instead of blocking off every single route that a person can get around about 15 miles an hour in this town, why not put in some thoroughfares? Well, and I don't know if it's a thoroughfare, but Green Bay is a minor artery, and so it's it, typically it, it's that's what that would be considered. That is what is generally speaking, that is what is to be used in those particular situations. That east-west traffic that you're talking about, that's one of those uh, those uh, arteries. So, and it's right, it's two blocks down. That's that's ideally what people should be using. That's what people should be using, right. you know, and make uh, West Avenue or one of those roads a 45-mile-an-hour road so that people can get north. Oh, 40, 45, mile, 45 then, miles an hour. It's The city's not that big, Joe. Why do we need 45 miles an hour? All streets of all these stop signs that you want to, you know, it's not going to do any good to give somebody a way, uh, a way to get out there and get going. They're going to find every side street that they can, so you might as well put a stop sign at every corner or make a couple actual thoroughfares. Hmm. Through Otherwise, the through the city, duck around these two roads then too, and they'll find the next one down wherever they can cut across. And then yeah. you're gonna have to run down there and put stop signs. You know, instead of chasing everybody around with stop signs, make a couple roads that are designated to keep your bikes and your kids off of, and let the cars go. Well, is the city really constructed that way though? I mean, you're talking about West Avenue, but st- kids are still going to be crossing West Avenue, or and and this, similarly with uh, Green Bay Street and those other East West corridors. I mean, people still cross these streets. It is still people still live in the city well, of Lacrosse. It needs to be a priority then to have crossing guards at those thoroughfares if that's going to be, or pick one main crossing, or you know, construct it, construct it, make it happen. Hmm. Why do why do why do why does this faster why does the faster traffic get priority in your mind? Why does faster traffic get priority than than having a city where people can uh, easily and safely cross the street? Because a growing city does not work by being slowed down. You can have places where it needs to be slow, and as we get bigger, we need places where you need to go fast, where Hmm. you can go fast. That's a necessity as the city grows and things get spread out further and further. Is, is this is this Joe's you know, theory on urban growth or what? Is this your your own particular 
human theory on the urban growth? You got to okay, have places so to go you, fast. If the city gets bigger <laughs> around Longfellow, that's farther and further people are coming in to go to the school. Yep. So you're just going to block all traffic off and say, "Hey, I know that you need to get to here, but uh, kids don't pay attention when they cross the road anymore. Nobody does anything, right?" So. Make sure you stop at every single corner with no thoroughfares to get to work. So well, people that are going to yeah. work should leave an hour earlier by five years from now because they have to get, you know, stop at every corner. Or can we construct ways for people to get to work just as fast as people can get to school safely? Hmm. Yeah. I, I think in a city this small, I'm not sure how much of a consideration that really is, Joe, frankly. I, I just, it, it certainly is, you know, the 30-second the difference or two-minute difference that it takes if you got a couple extra stop signs or a traffic light or two in the way in the morning or the afternoon, I know that that may seem annoying um, as all get out, but at the end of the day, what, what's actually happening there? What, what, what of any significance is really occurring? I mean, he's right. Kids need to be paying attention. Right. When the drivers yes. are reading the newspaper on their way to work, <laughs> they can't be looking out for kids. Right. They need to be going 45 miles an hour, reading their phones, and getting to work. Yep. Kids... Watch where you're going. Watch where you're going. Walking. It was it was interesting today. Uh, Gary Podesky, who's on the board of Public Works and who is a city council member and has, um, I think, in, in radio parlance, is a friend of show. <laughs> but Gary said something that, I, and it was more more of a it was a kind of a warning, but more of a just a a point of awareness Did he for slam those kids his there. Fist on the no. It, this was one time when he wasn't slamming his fist, okay. but he just told he told. The, the teachers that were there, the kids that were there, look, I mean, we'll put these stop signs in, but the, these essentially, what, he's, what he told them is essentially these are not, this does not, um, these are not a guarantee that, that people will stop. There's no guarantee that people are going to stop at stop signs. You still need to be, and this is what I, what I told my kids when they were growing up, you have to be, when you're out on the street, you have to be thinking that people are trying to kill you. And it's, you know, there's, because they, because there's such a lack of awareness, and it's it's been increasing dramatically over the last. Ask, don't you know? Don't take my word for it. Go talk to your neighborhood policeman. He'll tell you the same thing. It is a ridiculous level to which people are becoming distracted by by uh, reading their whatever they're doing on their phones. It's ridiculous. Zero zero attention they're paying. And 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 who who is it that that uh, sent us a message? Johnny, I think, said pedestrians also. Oblivious, walking around oblivious, looking on their phones. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. It is an insane level at which you people, <laughs> it is an insane level at which you are allowing yourself to be distracted by something that you don't need to be distracted by right now while you're driving. Bring on the self-driving cars. All right, let's uh, let's go back to the phone. 608-785-7914, Dave's on. Dave, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, you know, in a way, I kind of agree with Joe. You know, you... Back when they wanted to put that north-south corridor in, the speed traffic going through the town, and mostly for the people that lived outside the city. Well, it was turned down, and now now what do we have? They're putting our roundabouts around, they're putting speed bumps everywhere, and all they did is slow down the traffic. And now there is traffic everywhere now. I mean, there's got to come, you got to come to a solution somewhere. Mm. It's not just, uh, you know, I don't know. I okay. mean, Right. I, I just think the city is kind of mad because they don't have that north-south corridor. So now they're just they're just slowing down everything. Yeah, and actually, and, it, it actually, too, I mean, really, honestly, when you talk about slowing down everything, and, and there is there is a working philosophy in city hall right now to do almost exactly that intentionally to slow things down. That's what the bump outs are all about, folks: a safer crossing for pedestrians and to slow traffic. That is the intention. That's the intention of of things like that. So just just be aware that that is that is indeed something that has been a stated goal when it comes to uh, transportation planning within the city of Lacrosse. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon. This evening we do have another hour to come, so stick around. Um, I haven't gotten to I haven't gotten to the part where I'm I'm doing the big reveal on the bike lanes yet. So I got to do that because that's really interesting. Uh, all right. I'll tell you now. No, I won't. Nah, because it takes, I got to get into it. I got to get into it. So again, in La Crosse City Hall today, listening to seventh graders from Longfellow Middle School ardently advocate for themselves and for the safety of others as they're uh, essentially begging the city to consider the safety 
consider their safety around uh, Longfellow Middle School and um, and try to slow up traffic a little bit so they're not taking their lives into their uh, own hands as they're crossing the street. Now, I will. They, they had freely admitted that there had not been any significant pedestrian uh, car accidents in that area for a number of years. But I think that one of the key points in in this conversation and all conversations involving cars and or people crossing the street is that we have we are in just the last few years we have arrived at a point in time when a significant portion a significant percentage of the population of drivers are not paying attention to what's on the road in front of them they are far more interested in what some what's what their friend posted on Instagram or the latest cat video on Facebook and every consideration for pedestrian safety or other vehicle safety needs to keep that in, in mind. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914, uh, It's, you know, the normal number. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in either way you get in on the program. 608-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line 608-785-7914. Uh, plea from uh, Dustin Bagstad today in court in lacrosse. That was the guy who was the co-director for the show choirs in the lacrosse school district who had, uh, who had um, targeted young girls as prey, basically. Uh, Reached a plea agreement with prosecutors, uh, pled guilty today to five counts of a number of different things. And they, as part of the plea agreement, they dismissed 14 counts. 14 counts they dismissed. So I think that, if I'm not mistaken, he could get um, like 125 years in prison or something like that. So, right, that's not going to happen. But Or maybe, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't, I don't. I'm trying to think of the last time we had a case that was similar um, to this, and I can't remember one in locally. I, I just don't. I don't have anything for reference. Uh, somebody's somebody was guessing at sentencing. Sentencing will be in April again for Dustin Backstead. Uh, somebody had guessed um, twenty years. I don't know if that sounds right. I just I don't have a I don't have a reference. I mean I do. You know we we there with there are people who get who get sent away for sexual assault in in lacrosse county but it's typically not you know we don't i i I remember an eight-year sentence something a little over 10 years this is systemic this is this guy was targeting preying on young women as a uh, 30-something year old guy in a position of authority and uh as a co-director of a show choir like it's a it's a little bit of a different situation than others and so i don't know i mean this is a tough one but it was just the whole thing was just grotesque and i know that this all of that has uh made a lot of people who knew or who had children who were coached by dustin bagstad a lot of them have recoiled with um you know thoughts about well what what was my what were my kids doing you know during that time so Anyway, so he'll be sentenced in April, I guess. I don't know what we're looking at there, but we'll we'll find out. All right, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. And again, uh, you can reach me through Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. Um, it's a way you can get up close and personal with a vacuum cleaner outside of our studio right now. Uh, 608-785-7914. All right, tomorrow, another warm one, 45 for a high. That's incredible, isn't it? This kind of weather, really bizarre, but nice. I like it. I don't mind at all. Uh, 45 for high today, or tomorrow rather, and, and then Wednesday looks like a little bit of a freezing drizzle, drizzle, rain, snow mixture kind of stuff. We'll stay in the 30s, though, for the rest of the week. Right now it's 31 at Wisdom. This is Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. That is, uh, that's how you get in on the show. Call in or text in. Either way, you can get in that way. Also, we're on Facebook Live and um, Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 608-785-7914-785-7914. You know, we're talking about pedestrians and cars and all the other things uh, as part of that discussion in relation to the safety additions around Longfellow Middle School in the city of La Crosse and how hesitant the city has been or how slow to act the city has been uh, in an attempt to, uh, or 
how slow the city has acted in order to basically keep children safe around Longfellow Middle School. Truth is you can't. There is no absolute level of safety that you can have for kids or anybody else crossing the street. And that's clearly been, that was clearly the case, um, you know, this past weekend or at least on Friday night uh, uh, where a pedestrian was hit and struck uh, and killed by someone driving on um, Mormon Cooley Road. And as it turns out, the, the pedestrian in question was not, you know, it's Mormon Cooley Road. It's a hard road to cross no matter what. This guy didn't wasn't at a crosswalk. He was just crossing a street. Uh, so even in the best of situations, the best of conditions, you you can't guarantee safety. Certainly in, in challenging situations like that, where we've got Mormon Cooley Road, it's pro- at night, not the best lit. There's not the best crosswalks. There you go long stretches of of that uh, essentially a city street, right? The highway, but it's also a city street. Long stretches where there are there is no place to cross. Um, you know, you cannot. There's not a, a way to guarantee safety in those types of situations, and uh, certainly that's that's true also around a school. You can put in all the crosswalks and you put in all the stop signs and all the stuff that you want. But at the end of the day, I think one of our first callers nailed it. There's a personal responsibility aspect to all of this. Um, you, I think, the message to your children from here, if you've got those kids that. You know, they're, they're just about that age where they're going to be just mobile all the time on their own, you know, and, or, or maybe they've been that way for a while. I know it sounds paranoid, but I, this, and this is how, you know, when I'm riding a bicycle or riding a motorcycle, this is how I ride. I ride with the, with the constant sense that at any time that, that person is going to come pull out in front of me. And I have to be aware of what my options are. In those situations, and you know what, you when you're on a bike or a, a motorcycle, especially, you really do have to be ready to uh, to react like that because a lot of people are not paying attention. And then this time of year is especially hard because uh, when you have the frosted windshields or the frosted side windows, you know people don't scrape the windows, not paying attention, and then they can't see on top of that. Uh, and they're distracted and, um, you know, just a bad, bad situation all the way around. So, all right, 608-785-7914, 785 I, I don't know with that uh, that pedestrian accident on Mormon Cooley Road this, on Friday night. I don't think we've got a determination on what exactly went on there, but we do know that um, the person in question, who was the person who was killed crossing the street, was doing so in a not a, a marked crosswalk. All right, 608-785-7914. Uh, number three is with us. Number three, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Boy, I'm glad I don't live the life you do riding a motorcycle to work. Yeah, why not? Huh? Why not? That's taking your life in your own hands. You'll enjoy retirement. I will, anyway, yeah. it's something when a bunch of 7th and 8th grade kids got to go down to 400 and Lacrosse Street and tell them they need a stop sign by yeah. their school. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that something? Well, this was after. This is after they invited the mayor and uh, the yeah. city councilman for that area to their school to, to yeah. so that they could see for themselves. Because nobody yeah. had nobody had apparently done that. Nobody nobody from city hall had apparently actually gone to the damn school to see what it was they were talking about. Well, I know you. I heard you ask the mayor one day how it was, and he said, "Well, I haven't been over there yet." Yeah. That was about a month ago. Yeah. He hadn't been over there yet himself. He's got to check on it. Anyway, here's the way I would do it. We got boots on the ground, cops walking around the south end of lacrosse, haven't we? Yes. Uh, I've never seen one. Okay, not okay. Th- not that far but, south. They're, they're not that far south. Right. Anyway, what I would do, there's enough cop cars down there. Okay. Put a couple of those guys, preferably in an unmarked cop car, and have them sit over there about a half an hour before school starts. And start writing out a few tickets, and then these parents would find that out, and they would slow down. Ideally, yeah, it's not necessarily the parents we're talking about here, but yeah, I, well, I hear I what you're saying. Eighty percent of the people that go by there fast are parents. Why do you think that? Because they're taking their kids to school and they're in a hurry. Hmm. I told you that out here by Southern Bluffs. The yeah. only people that speed on my street are the people taking their kids to school. Otherwise, yeah. everybody drives twenty-five anyway. Yeah. Hmm. So that, if you start writing out a few tickets, the word would get around and it'd slow up. Okay. All right. It's 
sins. Is it? All right. Uh, I'll give you an example. Okay. The priest used to get up in front of church at St. Pius and say, please slow down when you drop your kids off at the back of the school. Mm-hmm. Well, he says that twice a week, and nobody slows down. I says, Father Joe, put your black suit on, go out and stand in the driveway where they pull around a corner, and everybody will slow up. When they see him out there, they slow it up. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly... a rocket scientist to figure that out. Sure. Well, and, and I've actually, that, that aspect of having the, the, the squad car always slows traffic, uh, and they that's actually something that they've done at the school. They've experimented with that. They, you know, that's that you can't... The problem that you run into... Look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. The, the problem that you run into with taking squad cars... Uh, and or taking police off a beat and then putting them around a school at you know twice a day to uh, to calm traffic is that you, you quickly start to run out of police officers really quickly. So I guess you could you know stop by there once in a while that kind of thing. The the uh, neighborhood resource officers on in are in specific neighborhoods and there is not neighborhood resource officers assigned to that particular neighborhood. But I, you know, you will on occasion run into a neighborhood resource officer. They have they have a school resource officer in the, or I think it's what they call them, school, school cop, whatever. They have one there, and she's actually heavily involved in this whole process. Uh, but there's just one, and there's streets that go all the way around the school. All right, 608-785-7914, if you'd like to join us here on the air. Eric, I guess. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, your own. Yes, these uh, vehicles will go down the road with their frosted windshields on. There's a penalty for that. They must be visible all the way around. Yep. I do believe that bicycle riders who got their nose and their devices day by day should be subject to the same penalties people who are driving motor vehicles with. Yeah, they should. You're right. That would be that would be ideal. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Speaking of bicycles, thanks for the segue, Eric. Uh, so the conversation I was having with someone from the Wisconsin Bike Fed, which is like the Wisconsin Bike Federation, but they shorten their name because it's easier to say, I guess. Which means that I just have to explain what the Wisconsin Bike Fed is. It takes a little bit longer, but I guess it's easier for them. At any rate, what she told me was that those bike lanes on Cass Street aren't bike lanes. All of this work, all of these, this plan to put bump outs. On, on the newly refurbished area of Cass Street, and then to add bike lanes. So you have bike lanes and bump outs and sharrows and everybody's getting along. Those aren't actually bike lanes, according to her group. They're not bike lanes because they do exactly what we've talked about over and over again. They don't go anywhere. So even though they're marked as if they're bike lanes, even though you can't park there, there's no parking on that side of the street. There are also no bike lanes on that part of the street, according to the Wisconsin Bike Fed. Oh, and by the way, Wisconsin Bike Fed, I, I can't remember exactly what the relationship is, but they're part of that whole process for determining whether you're a, like a gold medal bike community or whatever that is. From their perspective, those aren't even bike lanes. And she, what, what uh, again, this representative of this organization told me is that people on bicycles should continue to ride in the traffic lanes of Cass Street. That's a preferred place to ride. It's kind, Basically, she was telling me, well, you know, it's kind of cute they put those lanes there. They're not bike lanes. It's kind of cute. They got those spaces delineated by the white lines. You know, you can have a barbecue there. Maybe you could put out a table, sell lemonade, have a, a pop-up euchre game or something. I don't know. If you wanted, you could host a little block party in that. But it's not a bike lane. Would And not that, you know, I want to hammer this thing to death or anything. But as I mentioned before, a it was almost a a self-righteous lack of accountability that was expressed by by people from engineering in this meeting that I went to today in La Crosse City Hall. It was as, almost as if they were saying, look, what? You approved it. What? Even though you basically created something that is not usable as the way you intended to create it. Because that was the intention. The intention was make... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what the intention of rebuilding Cass Street for a $2 million or whatever it turned out to be. The intention was... To slow it down, make it safer for pedestrians, add bike lanes, add bike lanes, uh, make the street the same width all the way down, and then uh, do the utilities underneath. Those were the intentions of that project. 
Oh, add the lighting too. Make it more conducive for use as by pedestrians. Add bike lanes was a big, big part of that. As it turns out, they're not even bike lanes. 608-785-7914. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 608-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. I actually, um, Eric called earlier and, and talked about how um, something about bicyclists should be beaten up if they were using their cell phones while they're riding. I don't. I actually have seen bicyclists using their cell phones while they're riding the bike, but uh, I don't know if they're they should be punished more more so than the paintball gun idea is has that's everything multifaceted. everything that covers everything. If you've got if you can whack people with paintballs while they're um, just anything like oh you're on your cell phone. Just pop them a couple times, yeah. even if they're on a bike, and then they fall into traffic, and then a car runs them over because they're also on. Oh, their we cell don't want to. We don't get to the point where people are getting run over. That's not. That's yeah, but the driver of the car was also on a cell phone, so it is kind of his fault. Yeah, we don't. We don't, we don't want to run anybody over though. Don't be on your cell phone. You yeah. clearly see someone's getting pelted with paintballs on their bike because right. they're on their cell right. Phone. Um, I was actually uh, where I can't remember what intersection I was at. It was four way stop. It's somewhere in lacrosse last week, and I actually honked at someone because it was one, it was one of those where she well she actually just went through the four way she went through the stop sign just Without didn't stopping. didn't stop and she was just it was a young woman and she was looking at her phone didn't see the stop sign apparently and I just I leaned on my horn and 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 she didn't even look up she was so just entranced in whatever that it is that, she that happened to me by a turbo I'm, I've told this before but like. The lady went through her cell, the, the, through the four way there on Market Street. Okay. And I honked. Market and like seventh or? Yeah, some, okay. yeah right up there. Yeah. Right. And I honked and she gave me the, I'm on the phone. Oh. Like gave me the, and pointed to her phone, like, don't honk. I'm on the phone. Like, kids, shut up. I'm on the, and I was like, yeah, because yeah, you just you ran through the four way. You're, you're not paying attention. <laughs> You know how you like when you're a kid and you're 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 screaming and yelling with your brothers or whatever, yeah. and your mom is trying to talk on the phone. She puts the phone to her chest. Would you kids shut up? I'm on the phone. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's kind of what she gave me that look, and you could read her lips. That's kind of what she was yeah. yelling at me. But <laughs> there might have been some other expletives in there. But <laughs> she like points to her phone. Yeah, can't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> that's kind of the point. Like, yeah, the audacity. That's. I mean, that's as good as it gets right there. So we're not, I don't think, I think we're probably not going to get to the point where we're shooting paintballs at, at people, although I like the idea. Water balloons? Just put water balloons? Like, I mean, is this going to be too distracting have the balloons. I mean, are these balloons, are they going to, are they, ice balloons? are they going to the decompose? Are they decompose? Or are they just oh, going to be right. balloons? That's just littering. No, yeah, it's just yeah, littering. Can't do, that. do we have anything else? Just a water cannon, maybe? Rope, I mean, if the rolling. kids the kids need to walk safely across the street, right? Like, so they need some sort of defense. Like, what about uh, swimming noodles? And they just like because they, they can slam the noodles against the car. As they, <laughs> get off your phone. See, I that's not where I thought you were going with that. Where I thought you were going with that is they to just, have they're just waving the swimming noodles like around, the, like the the used cars noodle yeah. thing. Yeah, like, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, whatever that thing is. Yeah, I was just—I pictured the, all these kids walking across the street, waving the I mean, noodles up the in the air. That's the flag idea, you know, to a, a, a better extent. Like right. that would—that would maybe work. But if people aren't looking up, they're not looking. I don't know if peripherals catching swimming noodles, maybe. Right. But you know, at the last resort, you throw the noodle at the windshield before. Now we're getting run over again. I can't. Is there is okay? So at, even though a paintball is sounds like a really good idea, there it is always like there's a sense of. When you're shooting somebody, and with even with it's a paintball, there's it's a bit of a it's like an assault. So we need to get to the point where it's we're not actually assaulting someone, but at least making them aware that they need to pay attention. How many police cars are in the parking lot at the station? At any given, is there? There's always like a couple, right? Uh, just sitting around. Maybe they be. just well. I don't. So they have like all those undercover cars that no, they. They got to be police cars. They got to okay. be like all right. Okay, marked cars. There's, there's marked cars sitting around. Got to be right? a couple. Which is weird because shouldn't they always be? Yes, they shouldn't have extra. Those are those people that are just kind of hanging out on the police station, eating the donuts, drinking the coffee. What if we just parked a police car instead of like building bump outs and like that works? Parking the police, putting a police car does work. Is a police uh, car cheaper than a bump out? No, 
Police cars are uh, they're and they're they're getting more increasingly expensive as you. But a fake police car, like it, it doesn't even have to have an engine in it. We just need to maybe right. put the lights on it. Okay. So we turn the lights on for like a half a, hour before school starts. A cardboard, a cardboard police car with lights. <laughs> well, just an empty. I mean, we got a free M wrap, right? Like, can't we get a couple of free junky police cars? No. Why don't we use refrigerator boxes and turn them into police cars? <laughs> Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Yeah, kids. At, so we were talking about Longfellow Middle School uh, on the south side of Lacrosse. Uh, the kids, uh, seventh graders from Longfellow, uh, went to Lacrosse City Hall today, advocating basically for themselves and for others in relation to safety improvements around Longfellow because it is apparently Denton and Redfield. If you're not familiar with it, it apparently it's being increasingly used by people looking for a different route that is not Green Bay Street to get from, I don't know, West Avenue to, or from Losey Boulevard to Gunderson. Something like, I don't know. There's a lot of theories out there, okay? A lot of theories out there. So that's where this conversation came from. And what one of the things that they have, and I talked to one of the, the young people who were involved in the in the research around identifying new ways to create safe zones around the school. And what she said is that they witness over and over and over again, people just buried on their, they're just buried into their phones. You know, tell you what, just stand on a corner in in your neighborhood. You got to, if you have an, if you have a corner in your neighborhood where there's a lot of people that are coming through there an intersection, just stand and, and do a count. Just count yourself and you'll know they're right. It's an alarming number. I don't know who you people are, but you make all the rest of us really, really angry, and at some point we're going to pop. Let's go to Ed, I think. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I really like the idea of the swimming noodles with the bike. I mean, yeah. that's a great idea, but I think that you got to go the other way with it. Yep. And what you do is you make them stick off the bicycle about three feet yep. so that the people driving in the cars know exactly where that three feet of lawful space that you have to stay away from the bike is. Oh, I like that. That's the way it should be used. Yeah, no, I like that. I that's a really good idea. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have, yeah, I, um, yeah, you just get, it goes off on either side of the bike, uh, three feet on either, either, either side of it. Oh, yeah, you're sure. a six-footer, and you just zip-tie it to, the, I don't know, your rack or your handlebars, and that way the people in the cars know exactly where that three feet is. Yeah, no, that's, that's a solid idea. I, I, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I, I may try that, actually. They have this really, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. They have this really neat uh, light that you can, this LED that you can put on your bike that works great at night. Uh, and it, it basically, it, it, it uh, projects a uh, box around your bike on the pavement. So people driving up behind you can uh, essentially identify where your lane is if you... I'm hopefully I'm under, I'm I'm describing that appropriately, but I I found that pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, I like the noodle. Maybe there's all sorts of applications for the swimming noodle that we've never even thought of. Because as a warning, as Ed was saying, as a as a way to identify clearly where your space is on a bicycle, a swimming noodle works pretty well. I would agree with that. And so if you do, if someone, if you do hit a uh, like, say, if you do hit a, a mirror on a car on the side of the street, at the very least, you won't uh, you won't break anything. You'll just whack it with your swimming noodle. 608-785-7914 is a better hearing center. Talk and text line 785-7914 uh, if you'd like to join us here on the air. Uh, so that was one of the traffic issues that was being dealt with in City Hall. The Cass Street debacle was another one. There's considerably less alarm for that issue or in, in City Hall than I think there is among the general public who finds that to be just a um, just a, a, a poor design. We'll just, I'll be generous. So what they've agreed to do with that stretch of cast street from the roundabout to West Avenue that has been crucified on social media uh, is basically scrub the sharrows, which are those little, they look like bicycles with arrows, right? To scrub those because they're in, according to, uh, people that we've talked to in City Hall, they're they're too confusing because they're not supposed to be actually in, on one side, they're in the parking lane, which suggests that bikes bikes should be riding in the parking lane. And on the other side, they're in, in some no man's land, sort of in this lane that's not a bike lane and sort of in the traffic lane. Uh, so they're not in a good place no matter what you do. So they've agreed to get rid of those. Um, and that's it at this point. 
And there's really nothing else they're going to do, as we uh, predicted. There's just, it is what it is. And um, at, at the end of the day, it's just basically, there are no bike lanes on Cass Street. So when people tell you there are bike lanes, there are no bike lanes. It's a narrower street. There's bump outs. There are no bike lanes. They haven't, they've made zero safety improvements for bicyclists on Cass Street, despite, despite how it was sold. Zero safety improvements for bicyclists on Cass Street. 608-785-7914. We'll go to Dick. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah. Just got a couple comments. First on the, on the bike lanes. I, I don't know why they continually want to add bike lanes to the thoroughfare streets. You know, you, what, what is the mentality of having the busiest streets and then adding bicycle traffic to go along with it? That, to me, that just seems ridiculous. You know, sure. no different, no different than, than Jackson Street, which is a state highway, and you, you want a, your commercial vehicles, semis, to go along there, and their plans are to put a bike lane along there also. I, I just think it's, it's foolish to keep combining your busiest streets and, and bicycles. Yeah, those are the busiest you know? streets, too, for sure. Jackson Street, uh, Cass Street, definitely. I think the, the, thing, with, the thing with Jackson Street is because uh, there's some, there is um, something having to do with that being a state highway, and I can't remember what there is. There's some, there's some issue there that's not, it's less about the city and more about the state on, on Jackson Street. So, but, right. um, so yeah. I, I, I just think those are poor decisions to be combining that. Sure. Uh, Why so, are those so roads the busiest? You know, if you've ever approached one to try turning and, and you have the right of way and somebody's got a stop sign, unless you've got a, a smart car or something that's just the smallest thing there is, you can't really turn and make them corners. Yeah, at tough all. radius. I agree. Yeah, right. those are those are tough yeah. to get around. No, I, I no question. And the bigger your whatever it is you're driving, the bigger it is, the, the more difficult it becomes. I agree with that. Appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I mean, that's what the, shit, the fire chief told us. Wasn't he just. You have to. You got to do like a power break around the. You have to, are they? Do the firemen know how to drift with those trucks or not? Well, that's what that's what the, basically they have to do. They got to get going really fast and hit the emergency brake so it slides around. I mean, if we put, you know, a little, if we carved up the cement, they could just drive right over the bump outs, right? Yeah. So actually, somebody asked that question today in City Hall when this whole uh, issue about Castreet came up. Somebody asked about that doing that very thing. Uh, making essentially making the putting a ramp on the bump outs and apparently that cannot be done there's a number of reasons apparently but you can't you can't, can't grind it in cement apparently not well just in in terms of um safety n- well yeah. it, it, there's there's drainage issues there's apparently some plowing issues there's also um something about oh, I what if we was. repaved all of cast street up about However high the curb is, yeah. See, I, I don't think over. I think it's a bad idea. And uh, repaving a, all the street, yeah. yeah I mean, it's obviously a bad idea, but you can't. <laughs> you know, the reason the reason you know the sidewalks are separate from roadways, and it provides a natural barrier so that you're not constantly so that people aren't running into people on sidewalks. It just it you can't. There has to be a separation. There's got to be a separation between pedestrians and everything else. Uh, the question is the, the conflicts occur when you're talking about separations between bicycles and everything else. And it's just, there's just not, there's not enough space. There's not enough money at, at, at some point people like, uh, who did we just talk to? Whoever that was. Dick. Dick. People like Dick have got to make room for bicycles. At the end of the day, at some, at some point you just got to, you have to, you got to do it. Let's put the bike lanes in the middle of the road. Like one lane. I think there's a design that has something to do with it. Yeah. But it's either way you... I mean, it's still, uh, what is a bike lane? Eight feet? No, six feet? Six or eight feet. I can't it's think gotta of it. It's got to be like six. So, so it's 12 It'd feet. It'd be tough then. when some, another biker's coming the other way, though, on that road. Well, it's got to be two. If it's going to be two ways, then you would have to have then, one moment. But one then the you other. make the, instead of the bike zigging and zagging out of traffic, you make the car zig and zag out of traffic, out of the bike, out of the bike lanes. Wow. That sounds like conflict right there. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. And then don't hit the park cars. Yeah, and oh, avoid well, no parking on Cass Street. Let's ah, do that. eliminate parking, but then you still have the bump out. You still have to jump the bump out. Yeah, I don't know. They should have just did like one block and then went. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Wait, didn't they do you? Don't you think they do one <laughs> block and then go? Wait a minute, this is going to be an issue. 
it's the problem too is now you have these bump outs so pedestrians don't care about looking both ways because i almost hit some people over the weekend because yeah. yeah. and it was dark it was night you know like so and these guys cross the road i'm like uh oh okay there you are i didn't see you well how many of these unintended consequences are there when at, at the more pedestrian safety uh infrastructure things that you add to the mix or for bicycles how how many of of the things that have just as Rick has described, how many of those things happen? Because that's, I do believe there is something to be said there. I think that if you give people a sense that they are immune from the impacts of, of the laws of physics, then, then they will try, then they will, they will take chances that they wouldn't normally take by decreasing by through these bump outs. What you're saying is that, wow, that's great. I can just walk across. I'm good. Uh, in similar uh, ways, uh, you know, you have the, the classic example of this for anybody who drives through downtown lacrosse. And that's a lot of you, a lot of you drive through downtown lacrosse, but anybody who's driven North on, on, on downtown lacrosse, you get to this intersection at Pearl and fourth street. This is a classic example. Pearl and fourth street. There's a crosswalk right there, right? Crosswalk right on Pearl, Pearl and fourth street where you can walk across. It's not, it's not controlled. There's no signal there, but there's a crosswalk. It's not marked. There's no flashing beacon. There's nothing going on there. Just a crosswalk. And what happens? People just walk across. They just walk across. You know, sometimes sometimes you, you get people that'll wait. But a lot of times people just, eh, let's go. Here we go. Got, got to get gotta get places. Here we go. And they'll just walk across. And the unfortunate part, like what Rick said, the unfortunate part of adding things like flashing beacons is that people get the sense that those flashing beacons are preventing cars from running into them. <laughs> which is not the case at all flashing beacons are uh, you know here this is this is this is you when you push that flashing beacon button it basically says you are uh you know that you're in the cross or you are uh, d- d- desiring to cross the street it doesn't mean you launch yourself out into traffic which is unfortunately and you'll see this around the colleges and lacrosse exactly what has happened for those of you who go up and down west avenue in the morning or in the afternoon around uwl what happens? Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, college-aged individuals who are simply launching themselves out into traffic because they believe that there is nothing that is preventing them. All right, uh, there's nothing that's preventing them from getting uh, run over by somebody. Let me get number three in another time. No, uh, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. You know the thing that bothers me about Cass Street, Mitch. Yeah, we got to pay people like that in the engineering department to design that, and then it don't work. I- Right. Although, again, this is back to what I was saying earlier. It, you know, the engineers in in City Hall today, engineers are saying, "Look, what you approved it." <laughs> you know what I they're saying? It's not. It's that. not. It's not our fault. Went to the meeting. Yeah. Nobody went to the meeting. You know, I didn't go to that meeting because it didn't affect. No, me. I mean, in, in relation to in relation to in relation to the Board of Public Works, basically what he's saying, and I look, I appreciate the call. Basically, what you're what he's saying is. It's not our responsibility. You want to bump outs. You want to bike lanes. Here it is. You approved it. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks for all of your input. I really appreciate all of that. Uh, once again, just uh, bleak opportunities for us in relation to uh, getting uh, State Senator Jennifer Schilling on the air. Uh, we're going to effort... Uh, See if we can get that uh, worked out here in the coming days. Thanks and my love to Anna for Rick Solo. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.